Good evening. Welcome to Tuesday Evening Chapel. Do you think it'll snow? I, I heard there's an outside chance that there's a possibility that it might. We're going to celebrate the season that we're in the middle of this evening in another way. Uh, a way that's a little different than we have before. I do need you to find one of the hymnals that's close to you, uh, because you'll, you, you'll need that for, um, for our service. begin with prayer. Let's pray. The fellowship of brothers and sisters in Christ enjoying each other's wonderful, wonderful music to your ears, I know, Father. the devotion and the dedication that is embodied by their being here. I know it's wonderful music to your ears, Father. And now we ask that you would accept our offerings of praise, that you would quicken your word that your spirit would do in us what needs to be done for your sake, for the sake of the kingdom, and for the sake of those who don't know you yet. And we ask that, knowing that you will answer. And we ask it in the name of the baby, Jesus. The name of the crucified Jesus, the name of the resurrected Jesus, in the name of the Jesus who's coming again. And all of his people said, Amen. Okay, you need to take your hymnal, turn to 169, and we're going to sing about the baby's birth. over, there's a responsive reading, reading number 201. When you found that, stand please, and we'll read it responsibly. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where's the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw a star in the east have come to worship him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and the teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. Bethlehem, Judea, for this is what the prophet 
you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people, Israel. Go and make a careful search for the child. And as soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. And on coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. My eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people. Turn back a couple of pages to the Christmas carol on 198. I wonder as I wander. Study the stars, my children. The mysteries of the universe are present in the stars. From the beautiful clusters of the Pleiades and the constellation Taurus to the majestic hunting figure of the constellation Orion, we in the East, we understand the stars. We have studied them. No, we have memorized them. We call the stars by name. One by one, as a mother would recognize and identify her own children, so we look to the nighttime skies and recognize and identify our celestial children. I've witnessed many things in my lifetime. I have seen stars explode in the sky. I've watched the stars hurl their flaming brilliance through the heavens with a blazing resilience until they faded forever from view. I've watched in wonder as the light of the moon has slowly grown and faded in its endless cycle. I recognize the secrets of the universe in the stars. It was just an ordinary night when we first noticed it. Every evening we would gather together to study the course of the stars. Countless people stared at the stars in those days. Many of them hoped to gain a, a, some type of glimpse into their future whether to marry, when to travel, how to do business. In futility, they would stare at the stars, hoping to gain some advantage in their meaningless and hope-deprived lives. But we searched the stars with a different purpose. Somehow, somewhere, there had to be someone who created the stars, who placed them so perfectly into the heavens, who regulated their determined and measured progress? And so while others searched the stars to try to discover the meaning of their own selfish existence, we searched beyond the stars 
to try to find the meaning of all existence. Certainly there must be a creator. Certainly there must be someone. And then we saw it. A star. No, not just any star. It was a new star. You might find this hard to believe. No one believed this back then either. But that star gleamed with a radiance of hope. In a mysterious way, this star beckoned to us. It promised us an answer, an answer to our search, an answer to all the stars, an answer to our existence, an answer to our lives. Somehow we knew that a new page in history had just unfolded. That star heralded the coming of something new, something miraculous, something from above. A new king had been born. A new government was being inaugurated. A king of hope had arrived. We don't know how we knew, but we were sure that a new king had been born. A king of hope. A king of glory. We must welcome this king. We must find him. And so we set out to find this new king. And that star, that hope-filled beckoning star, it guided us. A king. A king. I remember when our last king was born. <laughs> what a time of celebration. The entire nation raised up in joy and in song. We shouted, our king has come. Our king has come. Long live the king. And what a reception that baby king received. He was born in a palace magnificent. The gifts and cards filled an entire assembly hall. He received the best fruits, the best wines, the best diamonds, the, the, the most costly perfume, the most beautiful gold. And now a new king of glory had been born. How would this king be received? What a celebration this would be, for this king was something different. Somehow we knew this was a promised king, a fulfillment of all the ages. And so we pressed on faster in our journey, urged on by our anticipation of the celebration of his coming. The king of all kings has been born. Come, let us worship the king. Let us join in the celebration of his coming. Soon, it became evident that the star was leading us towards Israel. Israel. Judea. The Jewish people. Our hearts quickened as we recalled the traditions of the Jews. All of their holy writings pointed towards the coming of a promised one, an, an anointed one, a, a, a Messiah, they called him. One of their prophets had written, of the increase of his government and of his peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom forever. King David, a son of David. A son of David must be born in Jerusalem, the city of David. And so we turned our attention away from the star and we hurried on into Jerusalem in order to join into the glad celebration. As we came into the city, we greeted everyone we saw with the words, 
The new king has been born. We have seen his star. Hail to the newborn king! But there was no celebration. Could we have been wrong about the star? We questioned the appointed ruler of the region, a man by the name of Herod. And he and all Jerusalem with him reacted with surprise and with great fear. The old priests and the teachers of the law examined their scriptures once again. The child was not to be born in Jerusalem as we had thought. He was to be born five miles south of Jerusalem in a small unknown village by the name of Bethlehem. Bethlehem. How could this be the birthplace of a king? Despite our disappointment, we left Jerusalem and started to begin our way towards Bethlehem. No one accompanied us. Not Herod, not the priests, not the Jewish teachers of the law, no one. But a strange thing happened. As we left Jerusalem, the star, the star appeared to us once again. We had lost track of the star while we were in Jerusalem. We were so sure that Jerusalem would be the place of the birth of this king and that Jerusalem would be the place of his celebration, that we had hardly paid any attention to the disappearing star. But outside of Jerusalem, the star appeared once again. It moved before us until it shone directly down upon a miserable-looking hut. Where was the magnificent palace? Where was the celebration? Where were the many gifts? We found none of them. But inside that hut, we witnessed a miracle. All of our years of searching, all of our nights of gazing into the skies, all of our lives of seeking for the someone of the universe, all of our hopes were met in a mysterious way in the life of that child. Somehow, we knew that God had become man. I have never felt so much joy as I felt that night. My heart beat within my breast with a new hope. I felt a contentment which had always eluded me. At last, the king of all kings, the ruler of the universe had come into my life. I will never understand why he came how he did. Why in Bethlehem, why so quietly? Why so obscure? And yet, as we worshipped him there, as we presented our gifts to him, I knew that this birth fit into a much greater plan. The God who had created the stars and placed them into their perfectly planned orbits would also have a perfect plan for the life of this child. he would also have a perfect plan for my life. I admit I do not understand all of this, but one thing I know, a king had come, and my life would never be the same. You see, I trust in the hope which I saw in that child, and I trust the God who sent him. You may study the stars, my children, but ever since that night, 
I look beyond the stars, and I study God. So go now in the peace and the promise that the king has come. We're dismissed.